Welcome to Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Yes, I am one of the guys. You're one of the guys of the two. Yes. So, Trevor, what are we going to do this week? Uh, We're going to play some click pitch. No, you don't say. And then we might do some game tie-ins or something like that. Maybe we'll do some tie-ins with some movies or TV shows or something. All right, well, let's get started on some click pitch, though. We always always like this to sort of get our chops going anyway, warm up a bit. So, click pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three, two, one, click, we'll get a new word and we'll jam them together and we'll make a game from them. And hopefully, it's fun to listen to. So, Trevor, will you do the honours? Three, two, one, click. Ginger. Ornamental. (laughs) In a world where anyone with red hair is oppressed and made to stand still like statues for their (laughs) dark-haired overlords. God, that could be a bit scary. I mean, all I'm seeing is like a a sketch where you go to your grandmother's house and you have a look on, on the mantelpiece and you see this like really weird like ornament. And then you find out that it's, like, just petrified ginger. <laughs> or a petrified ginger. And she's one of the dark-haired overlords. Oh, back in the ginger wars. <laughs> it's all right. We can be racist against gingers. They're not people. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My nephew is a ginger. I love him almost as much as the... No, no. Okay. <laughs> no, you don't love him. <laughs> I couldn't get through it. I couldn't get through it with a straight face. No, I do. I do love my nephew. Um, all right. Okay. Maybe we won't persecute people with particular hair color. Um, ginger. Well, it could have something. No, that's garlic. I was going to say, it could have something to do with, with vampires. Maybe there's a different subspecies like, of, of vampire. Yeah. Or, or just a different type of monster that's not necessarily a vampire. Like, does every monster have a particular herb? that they just like that kills them because like it's a really it's a big weakness on their part that they're just a plant okay so it turns out that zombies um can't stand ginger right okay so so ginger kills zombies yep garlic kills um kills vampires and silver Well, maybe this is (laughs) silver's a herb now Well, no, no. Well, it's it's they got it wrong. All the old books. Some of it was rubbed off. It's actually silver beet. Ugh. <laughs> it's not really a herb, but still. <laughs> no, no. It's a plant, though. So, like, maybe it's just plants. Um. So, okay. But maybe this. So maybe this is a game then, where you're in an organization that is discovering ways to like push back this monster menace, yep. and that's just the route they're taking. They're like, all right, we know from all the stories and all the history books that garlic kills vampires. We got to figure this out for everyone else, and so it's a little bit XCOM-y. Maybe it's even a turn-based strategy sort of thing, but with zombies and stuff instead of aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to because you got to capture them for testing and stuff. And so zombies are your first targets because they're pretty slow moving. There are a lot of them, you know, they're pretty dumb. So you can you can capture them, you can take them back to the lab, and then you basically just rub all sorts of food on them <laughs> and see what happens. <laughs> 
that and that can even be a mini game. It's like rub that on, see if there's a reaction. <laughs> a turn based, a turn based rubbing something on. <laughs> so it's like this. No, that bit's not turn based. So this, this time I'm gonna, I'm gonna rub Ginger. What's his move? He just struggles <laughs> he just for a bit. <laughs> yeah, he says brains, but he, he well he wanted to say brains, but he didn't have enough action points left. <laughs> 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 so he just kind of moaned. Uh, no, no, I, I, I just, I like that idea of, of kind of having, yeah, having all these different things at your disposal, uh, and then like once you find out that Ginger um, kills zombies, then you're like creating weapons to to weaponize these these plants. Okay, but I'm now imagining that Ginger kills zombies only in seed, you know, five five six one six. So it's randomized every single time, so that it's. For your particular, oh, your particular I see. I thought run. you were saying a particular ginger seed. No, your random right, so, seed. Yeah. Okay. So it's a bit, yeah, a bit of procedural. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense because then you want to then, then the research actually means something every time you play. Although uh, werewolves are always silver beat because that that's quite yeah they're historical and vampires are still always garlic. So so zombies are, are one of the um one of the multitude of other foods. The unknowns. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, like, uh, what else have we got that we need to be fighting back against here? Mummies. Yep. Is, I guess mad scientists. <laughs> mad scientists who have gone over to the monster's side. Um, so, and, so and I'm, I'm imagining monsters. that they could even just be deodorant. <laughs> Winged monkeys. Yep. Yep. Um, Frankenstein's monsters. So, yeah, uh, they're, they're a subspecies yep. of zombie, but they're, they're not quite zombie. If you know what I mean. And interestingly, in, in this fiction, Frankenstein's monster's monster, he got smart enough to create his own monster, and it calls him Daddy. <laughs> and that's a different weakness. It's we really just needed to fill out the ranks. <laughs> there weren't enough cool monster types. We didn't want to just throw, like, the D&D monsters manual at it, because... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm picturing the Invisible Man, but it's like... Oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah, so it turns yeah. out the paint is is you know is is absolutely allergic. Well, I feel like glitter. so. Is it going to be more <laughs> like there is some interesting there's some interesting ideas around having it randomly generated. But yeah, there there are certain things that make sense for certain creatures as well. So maybe we should maybe it's still randomly generated like levels and and the world and stuff. But the things that kill each like because you'd still have to research it in game to find it out, yeah. right? But it's a bit more fun actually coming up with ways to <laughs> to bring them down. Yeah, I mean, when Superman turns up and you just give him kryptonite, you know that that's that's pretty pretty good. But um, oh, we got, yeah, yeah, it yeah, turns out that yeah. Batman to- Batman is allergic to lead <laughs> <laughs> when they're fired at him very fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, what I'd also like about this idea is that it's kind of a turn-based strategy with a gardening element. So there's a little bit of like Stardew Valley in there because you actually have to, like, once you find out that it's ginger to, that kills zombies, you have to. You do realize what, ha- what happens in some parts of it. It basically turns into plants versus zombies. <laughs> well, that's the end goal, right? Is to create sentient ginger. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, I think uh, I think we've brushed we've brushed all the dirt off that one. Put it in a salad. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one, click. Three, two, one, click. Mason. Drainage. Okay. A drainage mason. So, I'm picturing this as, like, a building game, but it's mm. it's set, like, maybe in, say, ancient Rome or something like that, and you're sort yeah. of- Yeah. You're sort of having to, to create and aqueducts and, and, you know, somewhat- 
trying to get some sort of drainage happening. So I guess what sort of game? Because there was that old game. Was it Caesar? Yeah, probably since it was Rome. But like there was a lot of building aqueducts and stuff in that. That was that was a you know top down building game sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We're we taking it in a different direction. Like what sort of gameplay do you think? Is it more of a Minecrafty kind of move, walk around and create? Yeah, more of a Minecrafty move around things? in three D sort of thing. But mm. VR, because I like building okay. things in VR. And yeah, is it one of those ones where you get to be like god god size to build things? Because I actually really like that feeling. I, I think god size that you can that you can then pull down in, into into like yeah, into, yeah, into like, like sort of yeah. Grab, grab a piece, grab another piece, and like stretch and bring it into focus, and then you can like grab and pull away and and go back out into into God mode. Mm. So, so is this almost like a puzzle game, or is it kind of a a like systems based just uh, experiment with different things? Maybe it's a bit of Polybridge, but with instead of um, cars going and things going across bridges, it's like water going through aqueducts. Yep. and so you're given the opportunity to create all these ridiculous ways to to solve the the puzzle and given that it's basically that it's sort of set before a lot of machines and that sort of stuff it's like okay so mm. it turns out that um we want to get this water up to the top of that hill how are you going to do that yeah yeah and it's like you've just got to come up with came up come up with some sort of way of um because you don't okay. have like mechanical pump pumps and yep. stuff how did they <laughs> <laughs> how do they proverbially you know push it uphill well, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't actually know. I, I've, I've got a I've got a way that I that I'd actually do it. I'd drop the size of the hill, <laughs> <laughs> or increase the size of the buildings that um that the waterway so that the um. <laughs> well, but I'm just thinking of like so maybe it's just you know polybridge style. You can still have it in VR, but you've just you've got water coming in from one direction, and you've got an output that it needs to go in the other direction. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah, similar to. Polybridge, you've just you've got a budget, and you've got certain materials and tools at your disposal, and and it's just a matter of, of building something to to get that water from one side to the other without like losing too much uh, off the edges or whatever. Like you got to get a certain percentage through. Uh, I've 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 got a perfect idea um, on mm. how to get that water up that hill. Taking yeah. it from Jack and Jill, um, you basically have like. <laughs> slaves? Well, not not slaves, but actually paid workers who who their job is to pass the bucket up the hill. <laughs> <laughs> who needs the aqueduct at all? Just get long lines of of paid workers, sure, <laughs> to pass buckets around. They'll be paid. I don't. I don't believe in slavery. Well, I believe no, it happened, but, but I, I just I suspect I that. Think that it's a good thing. I'm not. I'm not a slavery a, de- are denier. You a, still are you a slavery truth? Yeah, slavery denier. Slavery truther. No, that'd be the opposite, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, there's a challenge here in making that interesting, I guess. But I'm just, I'm just picturing the cool things you could do where, you know, you just let the water dr- free fall for you know ten meters before it just hits a slope and or like a funnel and a slope to <laughs> then fire it off in the direction you want it to go or something. <laughs> yeah, it could be fun. Okay. I reckon we've, you know, squeezed all the water out of that one. <laughs> Let's do it again. Yeah, yeah. The sponge is dry. Ready one click. Renegade. Porpoise. Renegade porpoise. Love it. What's porpoise? I'm on board. Like a like a dolphin. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's like Echo the Dolphin, dolphin except, um, you know, he's a renegade. Okay, so yeah. what, what does the renegade porpoise do then? 
Uh, I mean, I guess it's what is he or she renegating <laughs> against? Okay, okay, I've got an idea. So mm-hmm. I believe that dolphins don't actually need water to breathe, right? But what right. they need is is water on their skin. So you've got this renegade dolphin who mm-hmm. who has basically become a porpoise. Porpoise. Um, they are different. Okay. Apparently. 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 Okay. Dolphins easier to remember. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We'll go with dolphin. They're very, they're very similar. They still have sonar and they're still... Yeah, but anyway, dolphin. Everyone knows what dolphins are. I, I like the idea that he, um, it's the first dolphin to, to decide to walk on land. They're, they're <laughs> basically, <laughs> I, I, can, I, I can picture them in a wet suit as such. And, yep. and so, <laughs> I kind of want it to be that they're, they're like, they've joined like the police force. <laughs> And like, oh, so they're not only are they a renegade dolphin because they've yeah, chosen but, to live on land, but they're a renegade cop, cop who doesn't <laughs> who doesn't go by the rules. Yep. <laughs> I, I can just you're a loose cannon. <laughs> you're a loose cannon flipper. <laughs> Pass in your badge, your gun, and your blow blowhole protector. I, I just love the idea of like the reverse um, sort of deep sea diver that has has like. You know, like a suit that just has water continuously running through it. Yeah, yeah. So during the game, you got to you got to deal with you gotta, like, um, leaks. refill your water um, tank. You got to deal with yeah. If, well, yeah. If you get shot, then you know you then you've got a leak in your tank, and you got to find a plug for it or find some tape. Yeah. So um, your health is actually more around um, how wet your skin is. So, uh, what sort of gameplay are you thinking? Because I'm I'm almost getting a sense of. Because how does this dolphin get around? Do they just, like, flap around? Or are they on stilts of some kind that they're controlling with their flippers? What's going on? <laughs> now I'm picturing them in, a, in, like, a mech sort of suit. But, um, no. <laughs> Maybe that's something that happens later I think on. It should be more pr- I think it should be more primitive. Yeah, especially at the beginning. Um, I, th- I think, you know, they sort of walk around on their tail. You know, sort of like how um, the dolphins were in The Simpsons? How they were bouncing on their tail? Okay. They walk on their tail kind of like the same way that they, like, swim. When they swim backwards on their tails like that. Yep. Sort of just upright. Okay. So, they manage to- If they stop, do they just flop down to the ground and they have to, like, pull themselves up again? <laughs> that feels like something they wouldn't be able to just stand still doing. Yeah. Well, see, I want this to be, like, a third-person action adventure where, you know, you've got different set pieces that sort of happen. So, I- I'm <laughs> now picturing, like, one of the one of the opening scenes is- you see two cops chasing chasing these criminals. They they make it down to the marina. They jump into a um boat, and you as you as like a dolphin happens to see them go by, and you you just start racing after them. And you know you just, on land or in the water. In the water, and you having to do you have to take your suit off? No, I'm I'm, I'm picturing that you you're a normal dolphin at this stage. Oh, this is the beginning. This is, okay, this is the beginning, and yeah. you, you take out the cops, and basically the um the captain you of take them, out the cops. No, not the cops. The the robbers. The crooks. Well, you are a renegade. Maybe you take out the cops too. The crooked cops. Maybe. You know, maybe gone. Yeah. <laughs> it could be crooked cops. But then, um, yeah. it, you know, th- they were really happy with how you took out the um, the two guys in the speedboat. That, you know, they, off- they offer you a position and they hand you hand you like a wetsuit that um that you can wear. That they just happen to have handy. I- I'm-, I'm thinking they've got like a Q sort of. Q sort of position that he goes. Oh, we've been we've been wanting like an an aqua, <laughs> aqua based. All right, here, okay. Here's something. All right, this is how I see yep. it going. So yes, that happens. You take down the the, the cops, the, the crooked cops, whatever. I guess. Since we keep mistaking cops for crooks, <laughs> and and the chief 
of police is like, all right, we need you on the force. Here's a badge and like tries to give it to you and you turn it down because at this point you're still conflicted about leaving your family under the sea, under the sea. But I just, I, there's this scene, you know, so you, so you like disappear into the, you know, you go off into the water. You're like, no, I'm not interested. And there's this, this scene with the chief just being like, well, it's here if you want it. And he like throws the badge into the water and you just get this shot of it like floating down, floating down. And then the intro music know, starts. Maybe- <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Like it's just, this sh- it's this nice shot of the badge like at the bottom, like sinking, sinking, sinking as the credits roll, the intro credits. <laughs> I'm picturing like a, a James Bond style um Sort of scene, well, kind of, of, or just yeah, that sort of theme, that sort of theme. Eon Productions present, <laughs> yeah, and it's just floating down, sort of floats over to the right, and the credits fade in on the left, you know. And then when it hits the bottom, then it sort of goes back into the cutscene, and the the um, the badge goes out of focus, and you see the dolphin like coming towards it out of the out of the background, and he like picks it up, and that's when he reconsiders. For whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Or maybe we show a bit of why he's reconsidered, but it's like the force needs me. (laughs) And then it kind of cuts maybe to a bit later when he's- Oh, you maybe you go through training. Yeah. They hand you the suit and you're like, you're like, where did, you know, where did you, where did you even get this? It's like, oh, we've got a Q, mysterious Q-like figure. (laughs) That's just what they say. (laughs) Like they assume everyone's going to get it. And yeah. And then that's it. And then you've got this sort of, yeah, all these different set pieces, all these missions- where you're bouncing along, flopping along. I love the idea of like, like yes, your health is kind of how wet, how wet your skin is, but at the same time, the the visual indication of your health status is just how many leaks have sprung in your suit. <laughs> yeah. So you're kind of like bouncing around. It's like, oh, okay, there's just one little leak with some water spurting out. I'm okay, but then you got like get caught in a hail of bullets, and there's just like. 10, just every direction. You're like, oh fuck, I got to get out of here fast. And, and if if it gets down too low, you know. Um- and and you get hit some more. Maybe there's like some red bl- red blood that starts coming out as well. That you know, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Then it starts. Yeah, the, the water starts turning pink because you, you've hit a hit some actual flesh. Yeah. So, I'm liking the idea that there's you got some you got some basic missions that you're sort of only going up against you know typical crooks and some some part of it is always going to um, maybe an homage to like. The Simpsons again with um, mm. Night Boat, the crime solving boat. Uh, in that, every time that you know they're getting away, there happens to be a waterway that was right beside, <laughs> right where they were getting away. <laughs> yeah, well, I do like the idea that there are at least some missions that are swimming missions, so that you're actually, yeah, you're, you're you've got swimming missions, and so I, I'm just I'm picturing like. You know, you're swimming, swimming, swimming along under the water. You jump out of the water and you're just like firing your gun at him as you go past. <laughs> Dive back down. I forgot how awesome it could be to have like John Woo sort of scenes where two flippers are just sort of. Oh, fucking totally. Can you imagine like diving out of the water, flipping to the side while you dive, like while you're flying through the air, boom, 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 slow motion, and then just splash back into the water. So, and some very eager the dolphin like controls where like you'll pick up more speed if you get a better like angle into the water and stuff. So I'm I'm also wanting a whole heap of different homages to to different shows, showing that yes, we oh, do yeah. understand that this is you know derivative works. Um, the idea of having <laughs> of having um, sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. That's one of the enemies That's later on. One of the enemies. Um, there's an underwater base that you've got to. Oh yeah, infiltrate. Infiltrate. Maybe you have to disguise yourself, yourself as, as a shark, shark with a laser with laser on your head. Attached to your head. That's where I was about to go. Yeah. <laughs> Great minds yeah. think yeah. alike. <laughs> Well, also, I like the idea that all the way through, this Q-type figure, you never meet them. 
but they keep just pumping out all these great inventions that just work so well for you as a dolphin. Yep. Um, and then when you finally meet them, they're like another marine animal. Yeah. That's already been come out onto the land. I'm picturing- Like maybe they are an- another dolphin or maybe they're the porpoise. Maybe they're the porpoise <laughs> or I was almost picturing like a seal or an otter or something. Yeah. 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 Even a walrus. That could work too. Oh, a- walrus. Walrus would be cool. They call in W. Yeah. Or her. Maybe her. It would be good to have a, a woman in that inven- inventor role. Well, there's no reason. There's no reason why the why the dolphin can't be a she, either. Oh yeah, we've just we've just been talking about it. So. Yeah, but but it's more. Um, you know, you got to choose your sex at the start. It's it's not one way or the other. It's just, you know, this is a kick-ass dolphin. I think in the backstory, this dolphin, the reason why it can do flips and shit, is because <laughs> it was like my, my head's just my my, do- my head's just gone to the lyrics of "I'm on a boat by Lonely Island." <laughs> 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 is there a specific yeah, be- line because or it's like just- um because okay. i just said doing flips and shit and it's one of the lines of that song <laughs> right uh, i want a boat well, we can borrow, we can borrow from that, <laughs> that can be that can be playing like when you're fighting when you're doing a swimming mission <laughs> yep i, I just <laughs> i'm love i'm loving that the the visuals in my brain of this and just in the backstory you are actually like a sea world dolphin who got released? Yeah, yeah, like a trained dolphin. Yeah, yeah. So you you do actually. Um, that's why you feel comfortable around humans, because sure. they made you get better and then released you back to your family. Yeah. So you've been rehabilitated, except you know everyone knows that when you're in captivity that long, you become institutionalized and you can't survive outside of it. So you try to get as close back to it as you can. Doing flips and shit. Doing flips and shit. Uh, I was I was going to say that with the sharks with laser beams on their head in the underwater base, I think. The bad guy then is also sort of another Q-like marine animal, like inventor, mad scientist. Okay. And, and maybe they are, you know, some deformed, well, not deformed, like um, injured, scarred up old shark or something, like a hammerhead. Hammerhead makes sense because he's building things. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. He's got like, yeah, he's just like, he, he was, and he hates humans because he was caught in a net sometime, a fishing net, uh, and got all cut up and- they they're ruining the ocean, and also and also he choked on a six pack like a ring ring pull thing, and also um, someone shot him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just had all these run-ins <laughs> with humans. It's just been boiling away inside him, uh, and every time he's about to forgive and forget, like some douchebag on a surfboard just kicks him in the head accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one, click. Diplomacy. Ouch. <laughs> uh, okay. Where, well, interesting. Where my mind went on this was kindergarten. Not really. So, well, because I'm just thinking ouch, like an ouchie. Okay. But it being like the diplomacy of the kindergarten schoolyard, like schoolyard. See, I mean, where my mind went was diplomatic immunity. From Lethal Weapon 2. So, therefore, I was thinking that there hasn't been a game where you where you play like a diplomat that just gets into a lot of trouble. So, I was wondering where you could take that. Mm. You know, because it's like you can kill as many people as you want. So, it's basically a Grand Theft Auto game with no consequences. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. It's just Grand Theft Auto with your cheats on. <laughs> okay. So, so, maybe you play a diplomat's child. Okay. At a okay, there you go. All right, so we'll join the two ideas. 
Yeah, so maybe these are all children of like politicians and diplomats, and so they've so there's sort of a they, they've got a whole government going on within the kindergarten. Yeah, and it can be obviously a satirical way to poke fun at government and such. Mm-hmm. So this diplomats kid comes in to this, you know, they're, they're presumably you know they're dip they're uh, they, parent is a diplomat. So they get moved around a lot. They come into this new school and they're sort of trying to navigate the different political waters. Do we come up with like new political parties that are defined by the values of the schoolyard? It's like, (laughs) you know, if you're on the left, then uh, you believe in being able to choose your flavor of yogurt at at recess and um, sharing all the toys equally. (laughs) But if you're on the right- you think that nobody should be able to dictate how long you can play with toys uh, and we shouldn't have yoga at all because it's a sin. <laughs> um, and also that the library is is also a really, really dodgy thing to have because it, you know, costs too much. Yes. Oh, wait, wait a second. I've just gone into politics too much. <laughs> no, I think I think we have to. I think that's, that's the best thing for us to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. So, what's the kind of- What's the gameplay here, I guess- is it? Are we actually doing some sort of political simulation? Um, or, yeah. So, I'm wondering if in this kindergarten, there's actually like a, uh, say, a student council sort of thing. Or yeah. student president, you know. So, basically, you've got all the different kids going going for this and you play one of, one of the kids. Now, your choice right. is, you know, kind of... <laughs> I'm just wondering, is, is this like a PUBG sort of thing that it's a... Like you're actually playing against real people, like last or man standing, last man standing in in like diplomacy, or is it is it a AI controlled opponents? Yeah, well, look, I like the idea of it of it of decisions you make affecting the schoolyard in different ways. So if you do swing to the left, then you can put policies in place, or maybe it's like, or maybe it's around getting the votes you need to pass the bills that you want, <laughs> <laughs> but all the bills are like written in crayon. Uh, so it's like uh, you know with that uh, cheese sticks uh, will be on Wednesdays and Fridays is the bill you want passed and so you have to go around and like get enough people on your side I don't know how that gameplay works exactly is it just sort of trading are you sort of getting to know the different people and what they want and trading off like well I'll vote on your um, spend spend less money on books <laughs> policy <laughs> if you vote on my two-day cheese stick uh, bill. I'm starting to wonder whether this, you could actually um, do like a much earlier version of Bully, like the um, the Rockstar game. Okay, so, so more narrative. More narrative-based. Obviously, you get some choices as to as to whether you want to go down left or right. Um, I think that's... Yeah. that's a, a, a good yeah, way to so go, so you can branching. actually have like a different narrative to, depending on what side you sort of go yeah, you go down. Yeah, and you yeah. can sort of choose faction missions and that sort of stuff. Okay, yeah, well, uh, yeah, and of course, I yeah, I like the idea of a I definitely like the idea of a bully style or just a Grand Theft Auto ish sort of like that sort of mission based narrative style game based around five year olds. Yeah, uh, four four or five year olds. Uh, there's a lot of fun you could have there, but then obviously, yeah, bringing in this layer of they're all precocious. Children of of rich, probably white <laughs> politicians and such, uh, and yeah, just just bringing in those the values that they get from their parents and 
and and and we can still have I think missions where it is around uh, getting the votes. But you know, some people might go for uh, a bullying way to get the votes, and some people might you know favor the carrot over the stick and try to get them to get them things they like. Yep. And then they those things have some minor effect on the gameplay from that point on, or on the story maybe. Um, so you know, if you do get the cheese sticks, then when you're when you're going around on one of the missions, like they might be available to you to get your health back up or something. <laughs> Um, so I'm, I'm picturing that there should be like an antagonist that, um, is outside of, outside of the kids in that they've yeah. got to sort of end up putting their differences aside and band together to, to sort of. Well, that never happens. Yeah, but this is an idealized society that. <laughs> well, then we wouldn't have right wingers at all. <laughs> <laughs> and snap. No, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so is it like one of the teachers then? Because we haven't really brought the teachers into this at all. What role do they play? Yeah, see, I'm just wondering whether you can you can do like a um, peanuts uh, sort of thing where the adults they don't they don't actually um, they're not understood. You you can't actually understand them. You know, they're like yeah, you could go that route. Or I kind of just had a vision of. The, the adults being like dinosaurs, like these big kind of slow moving, they just stomp past occasionally and they're a bit of a, you, you know, they're a bit of a wonder, but you can't actually communicate with them. It's just a sort of da-da-da-da-da moment. <laughs> <or something like. laughs> you, 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 you see the ripples in, in, in like the juice. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like, oh shit, one's coming. Yes, Mr. Jones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, yeah, that's fun. That's fun. All right, I think. I think let's let's move on. Okay. The uh, the bill has passed for three to one clicking. <laughs> Guess what? We're going to move into some movie, TV, show, whatever. Oh, time okay. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, I'll explain the game. This is just, uh, you know, fairly straightforward. Basically, we take a movie or a TV show and we consider what a game tie-in for that show or movie could could look like. Uh, usually, we try to choose ones that, that may not have had one before, but sometimes it's... Inevitable they, they, that you're going to be choosing Yeah, sometimes it's inevitable. There are so many crappy tie-in games that, you know, we, we basically try to make a better one. So, Trevor, did you have anything in mind to, to start with? Um, I do, but I'll let you go first. Okay. Uh, so, my idea was uh, it was inspired by something I saw today uh, that there's going to be a new Bill and Ted movie. Fuck yeah. Bill and Ted 3. It's going to be something like 27 years, or it's been 27 years or something since the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, since, the, since, the, no, since the second one, I believe. So, I was thinking Bill and Ted. Now, it could either be uh, a tie in to one of the previous movies, or it could be a continuation in game form. Um, I like the idea of it being a representation of the of the first two films. Okay, okay. In that we can actually take the story, and as you go through, it's basically a, an interactive. The the first game is, or the first part of the game is an interactive travel through history, and then like some puzzle solving things along the way, and you yeah. you could have some real fun with like um, dialogue puzzles. That you actually say that you're going to do something, um, something in the future. It, right. <laughs> yep. That you're going to go into the past and you're going to set that up and then it's, in, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
So, okay, my, my issue with that, so there's, there are a couple of good things there. I like the idea of dialogue puzzles around that sort of thing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. The issue with doing that with the movies, like, you'd obviously, I mean, you'd, you could add in extra stuff, but you know generally the story already and, so the, and, the, and the solution to the puzzles, right? Okay. So, I kind of I prefer that idea as maybe a standalone story with Bill and Ted. But the other thing I was just thinking- They're still being able to do the, do the whole- you know, well, we're going to come back and we're, we're going to set oh, yeah. this cage up. and <laughs> Yeah, of course, of but, course. Well, that, but the yeah, most that's amazing the whole part thing. of it is that you actually have to go and remember all the things that you said that you were going to set up. You have to not create paradoxes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's just, I'm just going to bring it one up. We'll come back to that because I think there's, a, there's, some, there's some good meat on those bones. But because you said, like, that it encompasses the first two movies, what I actually thought of, and this is because I've been playing a bunch of these with my son lately, mm-hmm. is they should do a Lego Bill and Ted game. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> with, with dialogue puzzles. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not that's not really in the vein of those Lego games particularly. No, but still, I want that dialogue puzzle that I can say all these things that are going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like that idea. So, let's think about both. Let's just, because there's not, like, I, I think- we can talk about Lego Bill and Ted for a little bit, but the the bigger idea would probably be around a standalone Bill and Ted adventure that we could come up with and come up with some gameplay around. So, I well, rather than it being yeah. Lego Bill and Ted, I'm thinking that this is like, oh, what's it called? I'm trying to remember the name of the blocks. <laughs> I'm just trying to take it away from from Lego because they've got too much. But um, what you know, some of the bigger blocks. <laughs> oh, like Duplo. No, well, that's no, still Duplo Lego is, is Lego still. You just want to do an off-brand, <laughs> off-brand <laughs> Lego game? Off-brand connector brick game. <laughs> Is it going to be the same sort of gameplay as the Lego games? It's exactly just the same. You just don't want them to have the license. <laughs> exactly. And that way, that way Traveller's right. tra- Traveler's Tales don't have to do it either. <laughs> right, right. So, it's like a Mega Bloks yeah. uh, game. Yep, Mega Bloks. That'll do. <laughs> there you go. Meg- <laughs> it's Mega Bloks, Bill and Ted. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Have you played a lot of those Lego games? Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. yeah, those Lego games. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like there's there's tons you could do there because they've all got that sort of hub world, and that could kind of just be your like the garage that Wild Stallions uh, practices in, and and sort of a bit of the house and stuff. And then when you want to go on your next mission, the the phone booth is there, and it takes you into a mission in the past somewhere, like one of the levels from the first game or the future, for that matter. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just as as those Lego games tend to do, just kind of walks you through the story and, and comes up with interesting things. So so each of you know a bunch of unlockable characters. You know, most of the time it's going to be Bill and Ted, for, especially at the beginning. But then you get you know the the historical characters who you can play as Napoleon, and he's the one who can like climb through the vents and things to this because he's small. You've got Genghis Khan, and he's the one who can like smash stuff. Um, you've got you've Beethoven got Jane- who can who can like do music puzzles. <laughs> Yeah, totally. You've got music puzzles that have to happen. You've got Joan of Arc, and she she's one of those ones who, you know, goes to an area and she listens to the voices in her head and it reveals something that's one of the other characters that they can then interact with. Um, you, got, <laughs> you got the princesses that you've got to save. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, so once maybe- you've saved them, you unlock them and they, they're playable too, yeah. So, what I'm, what I'm thinking, rather than it being a, you have to save the princess, you flip that on its head and you actually start out as the princesses and they have to go and- and save Bill and Ted. So you well, I think maybe that can be that next adventure that we talked about. I think if we ki- if we continue with the the Lego one, like that should just be going through the the standard stories. Okay, okay. But 
so yeah, like because there's tons of characters that you can unlock. There's all the you obviously you get to unlock death. You get to unlock what was the fucking creature station. Hmm. Station. And that can actually be one that you like because there's two of them, right? And they yep. but they merge into one for different things. So like that's that's you know if you hold down a Y like Y then on your controller, then they merge together into the big station. And it's got different different skills. Cool. Um, yeah, I, like that. I think this, that that would actually be a really good <laughs> Bill and Ted game. Like you got if, Rufus, if you remember, of course. If you remember back in the back in the day where you had um like the the Simpsons arcade game and that sort of stuff. And if mm-hmm. you both hit like hit like something at the same time, you could actually do like a oh, combined yeah, yeah. move. So yeah. um, I like the idea that every every partnership has like different moves that they can do. Um, sort of like mm. if you got your if you got your two stations, then they can join up to to become you know like the the big station. Um, yeah, the evil Bill robot and, Bill and can just like do their air solo and then yeah. like fire something off. Yep, um, the evil robot usses they. Oh yeah. <laughs> they they like you know pull their skin over their head sort of thing and and scare the hell out of out of people yeah something like that yeah. um yeah well that could even be a puzzle there could be puzzles so you need to do that to like get past people I'm actually pretty happy that I remember that it was evil robot usses <laughs> yeah I'd forgotten that too <laughs> yeah no I fucking movies. love that like Lego Lego Bill Ted would be awesome all right so that's awesome what would also be awesome is let's let's think of like yeah, a, a, a standalone game, a new story set after the bogus journey okay. before the new movie, which presumably is going to be like, obviously, they're going to be older. I think they're going to be parents and stuff. Yes. So, this is this is sooner after bogus journey. And yeah, I like the idea that you start with the princesses, like that they are your starting characters. Yes. And and they're trying to save Bill and Ted. And then obviously, later on, you get Bill and Ted and you can maybe switch back and forth between them and stuff or different I levels. But the one thing that I want to bring back into this, into this movie that- well, not in movie. The this game that is they're not going to be able to do in the movie is actually mm. have Rufus. Yes. Now yes. we're not and going we'll to be able to have Rufus. Have them be- not voiced. Well, you could probably find like an amazing um, voice actor who could actually, you know, who that's was true. The, or George maybe- Carlin did did. There's uh, there's definitely a lot of audio of George <laughs> Carlin talking. You could probably <laughs> do some machine learning. To come up with a pretty good representation <laughs> of his voice, <laughs> swears and all. <laughs> the, the, the problem is halfway through, like he starts spouting off the seven, the seven words that you can't say <laughs> on radio. Totally, it's like oh fuck, our machine learning really learned. <laughs> it, it, like it sounds like like George Cullen, and then then all of a sudden he starts talking about the rules of the road. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so either either we either we come up with some reason that that Rufus doesn't talk or isn't in it. He's <laughs> got or... laryngitis. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the flimsiest reason possible. He's got laryngitis. <laughs> He's got laryngitis and a notepad saying sorry I can't talk talk at this stage. Yep. Got laryngitis, doctor's orders. <laughs> It, it, and there's a there's a deleted scene at the end where he's holding up the notes like sorry I can't talk at the moment my voice actor died Aww. oh um, yeah no so that's that's so funny um, so what's the what's the goal like obviously there needs to be some big cataclysm that's coming you know their whole thing was that they were going to be the band that united the world in peace and harmony mm-hmm. uh, but their their you know entire challenge is is getting to that point so. They're awesome guitar players now. They've got a band. Yeah. They've gone missing. Someone's taken them. 
I guess, to prevent that from happening? Is it someone from the future again, you know, who wants things to stay, you know, they want to keep the pow- their power or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that it could just be a rival faction of of like um you know what it, I can't even remember who's who Rufus's faction was in that Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think they were just you know, yeah, I don't know who he was working for. They were just making sure that that Bill and Ted happened basically. Yeah. And probably the only reason they were doing that is because they know that they did it. Yeah. <laughs> in that paradoxical way that that those movies work. I'm now picturing that maybe the whole, uh, or maybe this is what's going to happen in the movie anyway. But maybe there's certain parts of the of the future that it's actually starting to fall apart, and Rufus just sort of oh, escaped. okay. So there are like there are like ripples of like ripples in time that basically they've failed, and they've so failed, now it's yeah. now it's up to the princesses to to go and and save Bill and Ted. So it's actually all about all about the princesses. Yeah, well, I mean, they're part, they're a big part of the band as well. Like they're not going to write this song without them, so. Yep. Um, it's it's basically it's it's getting the band back together. Now you can still have Bill and Ted in there because you've still got the good robot osses and the evil robot osses that maybe they they converted into into them. I don't know. Maybe maybe you can have a well, story. Well, they converted around. the they converted the. Oh yeah, that's right. They yeah no, they was both sets, weren't they? Because they created the they created right, the yes, good robot yes. osses. Yes, they were the yep. So I think you can still have like a Bill and Ted like clone that maybe maybe um. The good robot asses, they manage to get enough good technology so that they look just like them. Right. Yeah, well, then you can do a little switcheroo at the beginning where, like, you reveal to the audience that they're actually the robots. Yep. And, you know, I think Bill and Ted should only be missing for, like, the first third of the game or something. Like, I don't think the whole game is about finding them. Um. Well, maybe maybe you can have that, that whole thing that um, halfway, uh, third, third of the way through the game, you do actually find out where they are. And you can, mm. like, have, like, a, a, an act You can, as, have, you can as like, them, switch it back and forth, yeah. And it turns into, you know, sort of like the adventure games of, of like, yeah, Maniac yeah. Mansion and that sort yeah. of stuff. Simbleweed Park sort of thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, are you thinking point and click? I'm thinking point What's and click. The- because then you yeah. get the good dialogue puzzles and that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, and just yeah, just being like- able to just being able to say, you know, we'll come back and we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this, and then th- that thing actually happens. But yeah. there's a point where you say, oh, I'll go back and do this, 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 and this, and then nothing happens, and you you could have you know that that whole thing of yeah, maybe you're not going to actually win at this at this stage. So you start thinking, you know, what's actually happened to the time machine? Why aren't they able to go back in time and do this? Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. But it turns out that like everything everything works out for itself and they didn't actually have to go back and, and do that. Because when they got <laughs> to the point, you know, right. some, either Juice X Machina or something like that happens. <laughs> yeah. Just- well I do like so I do like that idea of of having to get the band back together. Including like Death Station. <laughs> like, is that who else was in the band at the end? It was it was the good robot usses. It was the princesses and death. Is that it? And station so. station was on like the bongos. Yeah. So part of the reason, like maybe this is, you know, five years after bogus journey or something and they've kind of drifted apart. They don't get together for practice anymore. And yeah, like the princesses are like, well, this isn't, this is no good. Like they're supposed to save the future. We got to deal with this. And so maybe there's a scene, maybe there's a scene where they think they are talking to Bill and Ted and then it's revealed that it's the good robot usses. Yeah. And like they know, they know the good robot usses by now, but there's, you know, they can't, they literally can't tell them apart now. So they always get pissed off when they pretend to be Bill and Ted. Yeah. <laughs> and, but then maybe what happens is that reason that the good robot usses were doing that is because Bill and Ted had gone missing and they're afraid 
And so they're like, they were trying to hide that fact or something. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, they, they joined, they joined the adventure and you don't necessarily have to be able to switch between all these characters, but like, and then, yeah, like, so you have to go get stationed from somewhere somehow. You, you know, maybe you have to get Rufus's help to be able to get to heaven. Are they still, are they back in heaven? Um, I don't know. Could be. Could be. You, do you have to die to find death? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that you, like, one of the princesses have to, has to kill themselves. And they're like, oh, hey, Death, we need your help. And he's like, all right, I'll bring you back to life. <laughs> and I'll come with you. <laughs> Go by heaven to get stationed. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. And then, and so what's the, who's the bad, like, who's the, who's the antagonist here? Who's captured them? Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's someone on Rufus's, uh, side who's like a double agent or something. Could be. Could be. Mm, who has some reason that they want to. If, if I remember Bogus Journey well, well enough. That's what Joss mm. Ackland was. He was actually, you know, from the future. And he came back in time to, to basically try yes, and stop. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So it's basically, it's, it's another, it's another, um, Joss, Joss Ackland's, like, second in command. Did we ever find out why he wanted to? Um, like, what is, he just didn't like the music, was? I think. <laughs> okay. He just didn't like the music. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, I like the idea that maybe, cause presumably whoever Rufus works for, or, or whatever organization he runs or whatever, they have some way of seeing different timelines. Or let's just presume they do. Yeah. And so maybe this is literally someone who works there, got a glimpse, like got to use this machine, looked at a bunch of timelines and found one where they are just like the all powerful leader of the universe. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That, <laughs> and that'll, they're like, that'll talk them into doing it, but it's like- exactly. Yeah. But they kind of are, maybe they're kind of like then, maybe they're kind of like a stuffy nerdy type. Mm-hmm. And you know they're not very good at talking to people. They're socially awkward, and they're like, so this is just completely un unbelievable to them that there could be some timeline where they're different and they and and they're this overlord. And so yeah, they basically go about trying to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And part of that is preventing Bill and Ted from from making their music. Yeah, I, I think that could be interesting. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think so. So there's two Bill and Ted films. Oh, two, two Bill and Ted games, two different- Two Bill and Ted games for you. There you go. That's not bad. Would you like to hear my idea on what I'd like to see? Nah, I want to end on Bill and Ted. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. What's okay. your idea? So, we know that in the past, like, the DC Batman games have been amazing. But yes, there hasn't yeah. been a Marvel- like, amazing game, other than, you know, I mean, Spider-Man's coming out, but we're talking about, like, Batman is just so iconic in, in, in like, mm. the Arkham games. They're just amazing. One one character I've always wanted to play, and mm-hmm. I, I think it would be perfect for, for one of those sort of games, is, like, a Captain America-style sort of person. Okay. That you you can throw the shield and do all that sort of stuff, and, and you know, he's, he's a little bit more grounded because he can't, like fly or anything like that, so he's is closer to to Batman in in that respect. I reckon you could actually make a, a big sprawling world where where it's sort of based in say world you know around the World War Two sort of area, and you're going up against um you're going up against Red Skull and and all the other Nazi regime and that sort of stuff. But you're playing Captain America. That could be cool. Yeah, I did just look it up. And there was a game very similar to what you're talking about that came out in 2011 on the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. But it wasn't obviously awesome because it wasn't- Maybe wasn't awesome enough, but it is a third-person brawler where you're fighting Nazis. Uh, that's fine. We can ignore that. Like we said, sometimes there are already 
games. But you know what you could then do? You could branch it out into, like, all the rest of the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and actually pick up, you know, your Iron Man, your, yeah, your Incredible yeah. Hulk. And- so, are you thinking that they are all... So, is it is this an Avengers or an MCU game, or is it a Captain America game with cameos? Um, I think it's... Are you t- saying we maybe start the MVGU, the Marvel Video Game Universe? Yes, but it's it's based off of like the the cinematic universe versions of these of these characters. Yes, because but not not telling the same stories. Not necessarily this telling is- the same stories because it yeah. can just be side stories that go that go on that weave in and out of yeah. of the, of the MCU as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind okay. of kind of like how Agents of Shield is is you know um, right. part and parcel of of the universe, and so are so are the Defenders and yeah, so are the Netflix ones. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, okay, I like that. I like that. So, so we want to stick with the main the main Avengers and stuff, then, or do we want to find some characters who haven't been like in a similar way to how Netflix has done the Defenders? Do we want to find characters that haven't been f- represented or fully represented in the MCU? to sort of tie them into everything that's going on. Well, okay, how about the first game then um, in yeah. our Marvel video game universe is actually Black uh-huh. Widow. So, we, we, literally, yeah. we literally do something that, um, you know, everyone else has been afraid to. We, yes. We hit a super hard-hitting... Black Widow origin you know, story. Black Widow origin, origin story, um, Russian spy sort of thing. You could, yeah. You'd have a lot well, of fun. That's good because you could have the. Gr- you could have a lot of fun with the with the uh, the brawler gameplay, a la Arkham games. Yeah. Um, not not exactly the same, obviously, but that that sort of style and but lot a lot more acrobatic, using the environment a lot, sliding more. between people's legs, coming up, grabbing them, you know, doing a handstand, exactly, grabbing yeah. them, throw, flipping them into someone else. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot more grappling sort of stuff, a lot more flipping and grab gra- um, grappling, yeah, um, disarming, you know. Basically, that that scene in the corridor in um in Iron Man Two where Happy Hogan is has gone in there and he's beaten up one person. And you turn he turns around and you know Black <laughs> Widow's totally de- like demolished everyone, everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want lo- lots of those those sort of things. Yeah, totally. That'd be that'd be awesome. And so, yeah, I think and I think at the beginning she's just a Russian spy. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's obviously you know and maybe even her introduction into the KGB or whatever. To you know, so maybe it starts with her as a teenager. Yeah, um, I guess if we're modernising this, it's probably not the KGB. I think it probably was the KGB when she started, but <laughs> <laughs> but it could it could just be like a secretive organisation who. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's 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 the it's Russia's version of Shield. Yeah, but it turns out that it's got ties to um to Hydra Trump as well. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Same I thing. Don't know, I don't know. Same thing, right? Trump actually exists in this universe. Uh, lucky them. The, the clo- I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take fucking Thanos over Trump. <laughs> At least he's got some goddamn morals. Um, did, did you check out that website that um, that tells you whether you survived or not? No. I Have didn't. you seen the movie? No. Have you seen the movie yet? No. No. <laughs> so you don't even see. Do, do you even know what it's talking about? Have you seen spoilers enough? To oh, know? I I got spoiled by a guy at work. So thanks, guy at work. Uh, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I'll That's probably okay. cut a list to avoid any potential spoilers for anyone. What's the website? <laughs> Oh, uh, it, one of the one of the couple of NPC guys put it up, and I clicked on it. It was like you uh, you were um, vanished from the universe, and it's like, oh, <laughs> I can't remember what it was. It was like, right, did, did Thanos kill you or something like that? Did Thanos kill you? All right. So, hopefully, we, I don't know if we're going to keep this in or not. I'm going to decide later. But if you haven't watched Infinity War, the next three minutes might contain some spoilers. 
Okay, and right now I'm going to find out live on air whether Thanos killed me. <laughs> Clicked, and... Oh, fuck, he got me. Guess what? Bitstorm is gone. I Thanos for the good of the universe. <laughs> he took out all of Bitstorm. Fucking... Still, better than Trump. Yeah, okay, so I like that. So it's Black Widow being recruited into whatever Russia's S.H.I.E.L.D. equivalent is, uh, fighting for them for a while, defecting over to, to S.H.I.E.L.D., and becoming part of the Avengers. Like, yep. there's a ton of great stuff you could do in there. And, of course, you've got- And that's just game one, you know. Get it, oh, yeah, game that's one, just game one. Game one ends with Nick, Nick Fury basically coming along and saying, we'd like you to join the Avengers oh, initiative yeah. or whatever. In, in a post-credit scene. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, future games, you know, f- focusing on Hawkeye, um, focusing on Scarlet Witch. Yeah. I, I think you're right. You you gotta you gotta focus on the non well, bo- both. You'd bring Quicksilver in on that too, obviously. Um maybe a game where you can play both of them. But MCU's already killed Quicksilver. Wait, what was that? The MCU has already killed Quicksilver. Yeah, I know, but if we're going into the past on some of these, we're doing oh, a bit more origin yeah. stuff. I mean in, in the MCU there's not a ton of origin for those two, but we can we don't have to follow it exactly. <laughs> he can come back. They didn't really kill him. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, only no, shot like, about 15,000 like, times, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> it can be like flashback scenes <laughs> and then stuff, Sokovia you know was I mean. dropped. <laughs> yeah, but he's quick. He's quick. <laughs> Not quick enough. Fuck you. <laughs> and I liked it. You know, we could pot- potentially, because this is in video game format, we could get around some of the licensing things and and finally bring Fantastic Four, X-Men, Deadpool into, into the Marvel Universe properly, into that canon. Mm-hmm. I mean, Deadpool's got obviously got a good movie and hopefully another good movie coming out. X-Men's got some good movies, but like they haven't really been officially in the MCU. Well, you, you heard what all. happened to Deadpool 2, two didn't you? That they actually had to edit it and remove some, some not-so-nice things. No, some not-so-nice oh. things that Ryan Reynolds said against Disney. <laughs> <laughs> in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and given given the sort of light ribbing that they, that they sort of... Um, have allowed, they've sort of said, yeah, it looks like it was went too pretty, far. It, pretty far and Disney didn't like I that. I hope they released the deleted scenes of that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, and and then you could also make games of the, uh, like the Netflix ones and stuff, the the Defenders and things you could have. Oh, yeah. good, a good Daredevil game would be awesome. Oh, oh that would be Jessica interesting Jones. what you could do with uh, like his blindness. You'd have to, would you do the whole game in like sonar vision? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that'd be interesting to see. A, a just like a Jessica Jones fucking detective, Jessica Jones detective sort of detective story game. Yeah, um, Luke Cage would be good too. Tell a really good story Iron Fist, there. Iron Fist, you know, you could actually ah, humanize. No. <laughs> yeah, me. I don't know. I never even. I heard that the series was shit, and that there's yeah. I it's just, it's just another white boy it, learning yeah. kung fu. So, oh, but, you, you uh, can actually fix the story and have it. <laughs> you know, and have Danny, Iron Fist. Danny just happens to be you know Asian American. Yeah. I don't know enough about the story, but anyway. Okay, well, I reckon that's gonna call it for today. Oh, fucking, I love those uh, those tie-ins. That's good. I mean, listen, coming saying they should make a decent Marvel video game is <laughs> no big stretch, but uh, I think we had some good stuff in there. Particularly but, starting with Black Widow, I like that idea yeah. a lot. I mean, sure, sure, I started with Captain America, but that's because I just want to throw throw a shield. Throw at shields. People. You want um, a decent shield throwing mechanic? Well, after, after how <laughs> that how should good, be VR. After how good throwing stuff was in um, God of War. I just, you know, yeah. I want to throw shit at people. And, you know, yeah. Thor throws, throws stuff well, at people as well. Well, I was about well, to say, you know? a good Thor game 
Well, and I hear that they they based the uh, some of the the animations and stuff of of firing out your axe and having it return on like the Thor Thor with his hammer. So yeah, um, yeah, definitely put that across. There are so many things that you could do in that in that universe, and all mm. they need to do is get Rocksteady to go over there and show them how it's done. You know, it's yeah, like- Rocksteady, or we'll see how Insomnia is done with uh, Spider Man. Yep. There are there are a bunch of good studios that could do it. Monolith, yeah. like, there's a lot of good stuff in Shadow of War that could that would uh, sort of be, could be brought, brought across to those sort of games. Yeah. Um, there's just something about those um, yeah. those Rocksteady games in that it's all story, like the story in in those first two, especially mm-hmm. uh, because it was actually written by comic book writers and that sort of stuff. Like they just really oh yeah hit they it on need the to they need to that's it that's it they need to stay true to it and and that's that's why they're so good. And that's why- Because they haven't just tried to shoehorn a story into some superhero combat, you know? Yeah. Okay, that's enough about that. That's that's enough of this bullshit. Let's end the episode. So, thanks for joining us on BitStorm this week. If you want to find us on the internet, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as BitStormCast. We uh, have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BitStorm. Uh, we're on Podchaser at podchaser.com slash BitStorm. And uh, I don't have my notes in front of me. I think there's one other thing I usually say. YouTube. Ah, we're on YouTube. Search for Bitstorm, because we don't have enough followers to have an actual URL. Yeah. The link is also on our website. Yes. Um, We're on iTunes, where we'd really appreciate it if you could rate and review us there. And also, chuck us a subscribe while we're there as well. We've got a website, bitstormcast.com. I'd like to plug our friends at the AGPN. Search for hashtag AGPN on Twitter or look for the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. Finally, we'd like to thank Kuradust for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. Yes, we would. So, thank you again for joining us on Bitstorm this week. I'm Ben Slinger. I am Trevor Scott. Shit, there's a zombie coming. Get the ginger. And by ginger, I mean uh, Carrot Top. That's the only <laughs> ginger I can think of. Who's a, a better ginger you can go with? I don't know. Ron Weasley. <laughs> Get me a Weasley! Get me a Weasley to fight the zombies! They're our only hope! <laughs>